Welcome to the Future of Customer Service Podcast. I'm Andrea Paulton from Inventa, and I will be interviewing customer support and service professionals to see what is currently working well, what issues they're trying to overcome, and the future success of customer service. Hello there. Today we have Andrew Castle from the Tennis and Golf Company. He's the Director of Customer Service. Thank you so much for being here, Andrew. Can you tell us a little bit more of what you do for the Tennis and Golf Company and what the Tennis and Golf Company does? Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Andrea. Um, So the Tennis and Golf Company is the largest specialty retail store in the Midwest. Um, It was bought by some new owners about a year and a half ago, one of which was a former CEO that I had worked for. Uh, And they wanted to get into the online and retail industry once uh, COVID started to hit and physical building numbers kind of started to drop. Um, And that's where I come in. I was the guy they called in to kind of set up a customer service department uh, eventually down the line as we continue to grow. We'll go ahead and get a team together and uh, kind of expand from there. But that's essentially what I was. I was the guy they called in to get everything kind of built from the ground up and get things running. Oh, that's great. I actually love that spot to be because A, you get to really bring in your opportunity. I mean, your um, experience and it's kind of cool to do that because then you can like help them grow and help them to get them to the place where you want to be. So you said that they're online. A lot of stuff is online now is going to be, if it wasn't for COVID, would they still done that? Were they going there anyways? Or because of COVID, did they move everything online? No, the, the long-term plan was definitely to move to the online retail uh, kind of sector. Uh, it's something they had previously done with the uh, company I worked at before. Um, COVID just kind of really sped up the time frame of how quickly we need to be online as we went from, hey, we're going to be mostly in-store and slowly build the online brand to all of a sudden, hey, we're 100% online as of yesterday. So let's get the website up and running. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. A little bit stressful, a little bit stressful. Yeah. Um, um, so tell me, are you already then doing customer service work or are you still building up to it? So right now I'm handling all of the inbound traffic from customers. Uh, we started with just the one website, which was tennisrackets.com. Uh, we've now acquired skates.com. Uh, so we're moving to the inline and ice skate world as well, which is a area I'm very familiar with. And um, we also have golfclubs.com now. So slowly we're starting to build the various sites that will become the tennis and golf family. Um, but as of right now, uh, myself and one other individual that I've picked up, another gentleman I've worked with before, we're handling all inbound calls, emails, returns, the whole, the whole gambit. Um, but it's a good place to be because that's how you really get a feel for what it's going to be like working in that department for the companies. Whenever you move to a new variety of product um, or even a new industry, you know, it gets really stressful because you don't know what to expect. And it's been nice to kind of get a firsthand view being in the trenches of what's going to happen as we continue to grow. Yes, for sure. So tell me then, since you've actually already are doing the work and you're, you and your other um, partner that's doing customer service with you, what are you doing to promote great customer service? So our first um, big thing that we like to push is we're always going to side with the customer as best as we can to try and help them out. If, whether it's 
a shipment not being received, which is an unfortunate reality we're living in right now with USPS being delayed and even UPS and FedEx to a degree. You know, we're doing whatever it takes to make sure the customer is taken care of first and foremost, putting that customer first, um, handling the claims, handling other stuff on our side, making sure the inventory is right. That's going to come secondary to making sure that our promoters, our customers are our biggest priority. And so we're going to be on the front line of speaking for them, being advocates for them to our buyers, to our marketing team, to our, our IT and our CEO even making sure we can do whatever we can to help them out first and foremost, and then helping out the company a second. That's great. That's, a, that's, a, that's such a great place to be to do that. Um, so since it's just the two of you guys, limited resources, how are you dealing with that? So, and this is another reason why I was very happy to come on board when I was originally reached out to by our CEO to come on to this new venture he was doing. Um, I know that... Uh, Andy Shepard, who is our CEO, has always been one of the kind of guys who leads by example. If there's shipping that needs to be done, doesn't matter whether he's the president or just a guy on the sales floor, he's out there ringing out orders and getting things packaged up to go out the door. Um, everyone in the company has been tremendous in keeping that kind of mentality from our IT and our marketing and our content team, all the way down to our customer service team. Um, it helps that a lot of us have worked together previously. So there's really a good dynamic, a good chemistry there. We kind of know how each other thinks and functions, but everyone's pulling double, triple, quadruple duty to kind of get through until, you know, we can be in a good place to hire the staff we need for all the additional positions and work that needs to be done. So it's uh, it's one of those, everyone kind of the jack of all trades to an extent to make sure that we keep everything afloat as best as we can. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like you guys put together the dream team since you guys already knew each other before. It makes things so much easier. I like that the CEO is actually digging in. And to, to me, when you see that, first of all, that's cool. But, but also what happens is you really learn, you learn what customer complaints are even happening, what they're saying, how they use language. So you can use that language in your marketing and sales or in your customer service language. So it's a really good thing. Um, and for those of you guys that are listening, as you guys know, with COVID, we're all from home. So you might have heard a dog or maybe a cat even. Both <laughs> Andrew and I have, have animals in the background. So just deal with us. <laughs> yeah, my, my, uh, both my boys are uh, fairly vocal people, especially when I'm not paying attention to them. And my cats like to snuggle at the most inopportune time. So for those of you who are viewing, you might actually see them pop up from time to time. I'll do my best to keep them uh, at least quiet for the best of my abilities. Oh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay, so now you started this new customer service role or you, you, well, you started this department really. What are you measuring? What right now is the most important thing that you guys are measuring to see if it's successful or not what you're doing? So we had utilized Net Promoter uh, previously at the last company that we had worked in. Um, we are utilizing Net Promoter again to kind of keep track. I've always been both a fan and a detractor as it works for Net Promoter because it, it gives you a good temperature reading on how things are going from an overall, like a, um, an overview standpoint. Um, being physically on the phones, viewing emails in real time, seeing sales as they kind of come in and being on the ground, um, it gives you a better sense of the direction that you're heading in and how customers are kind of feeling about you and the company you work for, strictly because you're going to be getting real-time opinions, real-time, you know, 
decisions being made by customers. If they're telling you, I'm probably not going to shop with you again, or, you know, hey, you guys made my holiday or my kid's birthday, et cetera. Chances are you're going to feel a lot better about the direction you're heading in and what you need to do from that standpoint. So the big thing for me is while we do have metrics that we keep track of, I say metrics in a loose sense, right, right now we're still building everything together. So we're still using analog phone systems. We're, we're kind of keeping a tally as we go of the actual phone calls we're taking a day as opposed to being able to look at a report. Uh, but a lot of the actual metrics we're using um, are just kind of guidelines at this point. This is what we're aiming for. This is what we want to hit. Eventually down the line, when we have better technology and reporting available to us, it'll be a lot easier to keep track of those things. But for the most part, it's just a general sense of being in there in the moment with the customers and kind of talking with them and getting a vibe for how everything's going. That's really dictating how we continue to push forward and how we evolve as we keep you know, moving forward as a company. Yeah. Okay. I like, I like that you have that plan for the future too, that it, you will change. You will have to change. <laughs> Talking about change. Um, I saw on your LinkedIn, cause of course I had to stalk you, right? That's, that's what a podcast host does that you've had Absolutely. multiple customer service roles. So you're very comfortable in this field. Um, what is your plan with artificial intelligence currently at the current company? And also I want to know what you think the future role of AI is in customer service. So there is a lot of manual stuff that is still being done behind the scenes. A lot of people think that it's being handled by, you know, a program or some sort of app that's built into the website, whether it be automated update emails or, you know, making sure the tracking information gets loaded and sent to the right people. A lot of times that's not something that's built naturally into the website or the system or the shipping program or even the point of sales programs that you're using. I don't think a lot of people, whether, whether it be they don't have retail experience themselves, they just don't realize it because technology evolves like that. Um, a lot of the updates for stuff that's on pre-order that we sell through the website, those updates are all being sent by myself and the other gentleman who works for me. So there, some days there might be three orders updates. Some days there might be 150 orders update. And we've got to go through each email manually. Um, so a lot of times, you know, there's things that can kind of slip through the cracks. I think... Artificial intelligence in the long run will solve a lot of that problem once the programming, the coding is there to push those things automatically to our customers. And I'm happy for that in the sense that they're going to stay better informed of how their order is going, uh, what's happening on our end. They don't just think we've disappeared after we took their money. That's not a good thing. Um, uh, on the other hand, you know, there's some things that AI obviously just can't replicate that a real person, a real human contact speaking with somebody on the phone can absolutely, you know, do. Um, reassuring someone that, you know, we're handling this with this claim with UPS or that don't worry, we're making, here's your order information, that they're panicking because their kid's birthday is on Friday and they need to make sure the order goes out today and it's 15 minutes before the cutoff. Chances are, if you call in, you talk to us and you explain what's happening, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that gets done. That's not something a computer can necessarily handle without you know, just with just placing an order from a customer. So I, on one hand, I, I'm seeing the evolution of what artificial intelligence and like a better automated system can do in terms of increasing the customer's experience um, and improving the customer's experience through shopping on our website or even our physical location. Um, on the other hand, it's something that they'll, it'll never just flat out replace customer service in my mind, at least 
not for people who value the customer service and making sure their customers approve of how they're being handled and treated. Yeah, the one good thing is that, you know, we're getting more advanced and it is more personable now. It used to be so robotic and, and cold and now you get slang and you get, you know, like it actually sounds like a real human being talking to you. Um, there's a there's a um, somebody that I interviewed. It's actually a customer of ours, and they have a ski mountain, um, multiple ski resorts, and it made me think of you and your business because you were saying you do the skating, that you do the tennis, you do the golf, and they were doing the same thing. They were doing everything on their own, answering everything, and then all of a sudden it became too much, which is good. They were growing, right? And now. Seeing, um, that all the chats that they get, so they have a chat bot on their website. 80% is being handled by the chat bot and the people are super happy. And then about 20% is getting it's like those birthday things that you were mentioning, like, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, or, or you know, my, my, my kid is stuck on the left or something like that. Um, and those are getting escalated, but they were able to free up their customer service so much because their chat bot was it's called natural language processing, where it's really just normal talk. And then, you know, they had to talk about COVID and coronavirus and the pandemic because everybody's using different words. So it's it's definitely gotten so much better. Um, and I, I like, the, again, I like that you guys are doing it though, all on your own right now. I know it's a lot of work. I know you probably don't like it every day, but <laughs> you're like set up to really understand your people and their needs. And once you are going to be there where you can't do it anymore, or you have to hire a hundred people to take the calls, then being able to set up some kind of knowledge center or chatbot or some kind of AI, you're going to be so golden because you're going to speak exactly like your customer. So it's, it's, it's cool to see what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that was one of the big draws for me here. Uh, the previous company I worked for, um, Mr. Shepper and a gentleman named uh, Steve Kopitz was uh, Summit Sports, which funny enough is a ski and snowboard company. And I'm very familiar with how those industries work as well. And I got in as just a regular old phone rep um, starting on the ground in, back in 2009. And I worked my way up to the director of customer service for that company. But I had gotten in after they I mean, right after they had moved from all being crammed, like 30 too many people crammed into one tiny office up front with a warehouse being in the back of the building. I'd gotten in right after they'd gotten past that point. And I'd always heard great stories about how fun it is to work that close and in tandem with so many different departments. Everyone kind of jumps in and helps out as best as they can. And so when I had the opportunity to jump in and do it again with the same team, I said, absolutely. I, I dropped what I was doing, came on over. And um, it, it's exactly like you said, it's an awesome opportunity to not only build something that I feel passionate about and that I really like doing, but it's also the opportunity to watch it as it kind of grows and expands and learn myself how to deal with it from the actual ground all the way up, building it my style. And uh, it's, it's going to be a crazy, crazy adventure. I already know uh, based on what I'm already seeing, and it is a lot of work, although I will say I do love it. I'd say 99.99% of the time I'm there. But um, more importantly, it's going to be a great learning experience long term for me, um, not only for myself, but for those around me as we kind of do this, this dance all over again. Yeah, yeah. So I usually end up asking my guests to give one piece of advice to customer service departments, but I'm going to change it for you because I have a question for you that is to other people that are just like you, first boots on the ground. You're the first man on, on the moon. 
starting out a customer service department to all those people that are doing exactly what you're doing all on your own, really, what advice do you, what number one piece of advice do you have for new director of customer service people for a new business, a new customer service department? So my one piece of advice would probably vary depending on the type of person. Um, if they're like me and they're often kind of a perfectionist and therefore kind of get down on themselves when things aren't going 100% according to plan, um, keep in mind things are not anything like they have been ever in, in the time that I've been around or most likely that others have been around. COVID has changed things, technology has changed things, and will continue to keep changing things. Got to remember to take it easy on yourself. Um, you can't take it with you when you go home. Um, and you can't take it from customer to customer either. You know, they, each, each person, even if they're asked the same question a thousand times a day, that person doesn't know that the 999 people before them also ask the same question. You can't take it out on them. You can't get down on yourself like you didn't do something. It's going to get better as time goes on. For those who are familiar with maybe like the customer service experience and are just trying to grow their own brand. You got to remember that at the end of the day, you know, customer comes first, you're trying to build the company and obviously you want the company to do well, but you know, you're providing, or at least you should be trying to provide top notch service, regardless of what happens at the end of the day, the only way to keep the company going is by helping those customers out and advocating for them and being their number one fans. So I'd say that the biggest thing to keep in mind for those type of individuals would be to, just make sure you remember that the customer has got to be number one. Obviously don't just lay down for everything, but put that customer first and think about how you would like it if you were in their shoes in that particular situation and do whatever you can to do what would make you happy. Um, and for all my other phone reps and other individuals who are out there on the grind all the time, I would say my number one piece of advice is invest in a very, very strong coffee. <laughs> Nice. Okay, we're gonna end there because that's that's I like that. That's gold. Strong coffee. <laughs> Andrew, Absolutely. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. And I wish you the best of luck, although you don't need luck, you know what you're doing. And I appreciate your time. My pleasure, and thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in. This podcast was brought to you by Inventa. Inventa Symbolic AI implements natural language processing that requires no training data with Inventa's extensive lexicon and patented algorithms. Check out this robust customer interaction platform for your AI needs, from chatbots to search to knowledge centers and messenger platforms. Just go to our website to request a demo at inventa.com. That's I-N-B-E-N-T-A dot com. And if you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. Thank you.